0: Good morning, it's the 25th of December. I'm Bob McAvoy, and this is the Semper Reformata Podcast. And it's Christmas Day. Many of our Reformed fellow believers don't celebrate Christmas in any form. There is, after all, no direct command to do so in the Bible. We are commanded to remember Christ's death. We're never commanded to remember his birth in the same manner. Now, I totally agree with that. So while I don't mind having an extra meeting on December the 25th to sing praises about the Incarnation, I do keep it very low-key. use it as an occasion to declare the historical virgin birth of Christ. After all, Luke roots the birth of Christ in history when he tells us exactly when it happened. Here's Luke chapter 2 verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. So while we don't have any Christmas tree in the church or candles or any of the worldly trappings of the season and as you probably already know we certainly don't have a santa we do have something really important to celebrate the fact that when jesus came into this world he came to bring us life i wonder are you a fan of the old pop group boney m they were a popular singing group back in the 1970s and told that some form of that group still performs, but the original group achieved fame with their song by the rivers of Babylon. They also sang Mary's Boy Child. It's not too bad from a Christian perspective. Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible says, Mary's Boy Child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Hark now hear the angels sing A king is born today, and man shall live forevermore because of Christmas Day. I wish people were still singing stuff like that today in the pop charts. It is a good message. Jesus was born to give us life, and not just life in life in this world, but eternal life. Life that will go on forever. Man shall live. Forevermore, because of the birth of Christ. So let's think about that life that Jesus gives us. I've got three points with groaningly torturous alliteration. I want you to think about this life that Jesus gives us as being copious life and ceaseless life and costless life. Copious life because in John 10 and verse 10, Jesus says, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. What's different about the Christian life from the life of everyone else? We talk sometimes about a person's quality of life, and we ask if they're able to enjoy their lifestyle and get out and about and make friends and be happy. That, of course, applies to everyone. But the Christian is different. The believer has a new birth. God has regenerated us and given us a new heart and he gives us abundant life in Christ. Now hold on a minute. That's not a promise of wealth. I know that there are people who believe that faith in Christ will bring them great riches in this world, expensive cars and mansions and debt-free lives. I visited a woman one day who had spent quite a few years in poor circumstances, scrimping and saving, trying to feed her wee family. On her coffee table in her living room was the book she was reading. A motivational book by a health and wealth teacher, a man called Charles Caps. I picked it up and gently explained to her that Jesus didn't die to solve your financial difficulties. That actually takes some work on your part. She was visibly distressed. She told me that she was depending on the prayer techniques in that book to sort out her life and her financial situation. It won't work. Today there are humble saints across this world who have nothing and yet who have abundant life in Christ. Because that new birth that they have experienced has brought them into a right relationship. A living relationship with God. And they have the peace of God dwelling in their heart. A peace that money and prosperity cannot give. A peace that passes all understanding. Real life is knowing Jesus. It is being recreated, being born again being made what we were originally created to be. not only do we have copious life as Christian believers through Christ but we have ceaseless life. That wonderful verse in John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For a couple of years now we've been living with Covid-19, that mysterious flu-like illness that originated in China in 2019. We have undergone lockdowns and social distancing and hand sanitising and mask wearing and strange injections. People are confused. People are afraid. In a TV news interview that I heard during the pandemic, a teenage girl was interviewed And she was asked why she was queuing for an injection. Her reply was shocking. She said, and I quote her, I just don't want to live in a world where people, like, pass away. Isn't that a very telling remark? Because accidentally she had spoken the truth. We live in a world where people pass away. We live in a world where people die. It's something that's been happening from the beginning of time. The problem is that normally people try to put it out of their minds. But the television news and the radio news have given us a daily death count of COVID victims. And that has kept our own inevitable death right there before us. And we're terrified. But the Christian has no fear. Jesus gave us eternal life. Man shall live forevermore because of Christmas Day. The Christian knows that even when this life ends, our fellowship with God is complete. We will live forever. Jesus said in John 10 and 28, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Eternal life begins When we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it continues even after our physical death, a never-ending relationship with God through Christ. So we have a copious life, a life that's abundant, a ceaseless life, a life that's eternal, and a costless life i love romans 6 and verse 23 where it tells us that the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord now costless life that really is pure alliteration because it's not costless it actually cost a great price but not to us it cost god's son his death on the cross for us it is a free gift we can't earn this eternal abundant life we don't deserve it, and yet we can't afford to be without it. There was a man who came to Jesus and asked how he could get eternal life, how he could earn or deserve eternal life. In Matthew 19 and verse 16, he said, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Jesus warned him that for him to try and earn eternal life would require being perfect, would require keeping the commandments perfectly, which none of us sinners are capable of. We are lost forever. And that's where the good news comes in. That's where Bethlehem is so important. For God sent his own son into this world to live that perfect life to perfectly fulfill the law for us on our behalf, to live for us and to die for us so that we can have eternal life in him as a free gift. Whether you believe in celebrating Christmas or not, or to what extent you celebrate it, whether the full worldly festival, or a humble remembrance of Christ's birth. I'm sure this morning when you woke up, you had a gift of some description. Someone will have handed you a parcel or perhaps an envelope with some vouchers in it. You'll have had some wrapping to remove from a present. You've had a gift from someone who loves you. And you don't ask how much you have to pay for it. You don't ask the giver for an explanation of how you have deserved it. You simply stretch out your hand and receive. It's passive. The gift has been purchased by someone else. The gift is given to you. You just take it. Jesus has paid the price. The free gift is offered, and you gratefully and humbly accept and say thank you, Lord. The gift of life, abundant life, eternal life, is offered to us all this morning. Let us joyfully receive it. And thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift.